Bush and Richie here with another Hometime Show podcast for you. And what a fantastic start to a new podcast I've got for you right now by uh, unveiling an amazing bit of news. In fact, we start the show that you're about to hear in a second with, with breaking good news. Well, here's some for you right now. You remember that office chair that I ordered <laughs> right at the beginning of December and it never turned up? Can't possibly forget about it. It's, be, it's become like a soap opera. It's like the Archers. It's... It's here, it's arrived, I've assembled it, and I'm now I'm sitting in it right now as I speak to you, Richie. That is amazing. Not just that it's arrived, but that you've assembled it. We 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 know it's no secret. It's it's not a it's not a natural forte of yours, a, you know, production line assembly, is it really? Not at all. I, I'm <laughs> normally quite bad with this kind of thing. But it, it assembled pretty damn quick. Uh, I tell you, the wee thing is, right, do you, you have a moan about IKEA instructions? Anyone listen to this moan about IKEA instructions? Yeah, yeah, Most yeah. people probably do. The moment you go and use a different company that isn't IKEA and try and use their instructions, you realise how damn good IKEA instructions actually are. Do us a favour, do a quick recline. Let's see whether there's noise or not. What I'm going to do for you, I'll do a recline and then I'm going to hit my lever, which takes me down to the bottom floor, a okay. little bit like an elevator. Here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, I could hear, I could, didn't hear much of the recline, which is a good thing, and then I could hear the air in the shaft going down. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, I think we've got everyone going with that. What a, we fluffed them up for the start of the podcast and the show. Here, we, here it is. It is very good for you guys to be here because we've got some breaking good news. Isla White Festival 2021 is happening. Organisers yes. have announced today it's moving from June to September for it to happen. New dates, 16th to the 19th of September. Working on the lineup now. Going to bring back hopefully as many of the artists they announced as possible. It's going to be a stellar lineup, whatever. Get your tickets, absoluteradio.co.uk slash tickets. More information at islawhitefestival.com. It's great. Isn't it? Like suddenly you've got a bit of hope. I think the people at the Isle of Wight Festival will be over the moon with this fanfare we've put on for them in the background. <laughs> is that an instrumental version of uh, Celebration? <laughs> it, it, it's it right, is. isn't it? Yeah. I'm really I, getting into it. Please don't take from this that we've got some kind of cool in the gang announcement that we're like giving you a bit of a nudge and a wink to. I don't, I don't think they'd take kindly. Well, maybe, maybe that is what's going on. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird, though. It's like... I feel like we're all just starting to pop our heads out of the top of these bunkers we've been in for the past year with our tin helmets on. And maybe, just maybe, better news just around the corner. Do you know what I mean? It's time to maybe start planning stuff in the summer or the other side of the summer. Perchance to dream, Richie. Exactly. Which is why we thought with the breaking good news about the festival happening, we would search for your breaking good news this afternoon. If you've got some breaking good news, tell us all about it. Bush, do you have some breaking good news? This is so breaking good news that it's just... It's actually happening right now as we're talking, which is an unbelievable thing. Go on. Uh, I was warned on email a fortnight ago that my work password was about to expire. 14 <laughs> days notice. Forgot about it. It's boring. Got a, a week a long reminder. Seven days from now it's going to expire. Forgot about it because that's boring. Yeah. It's actually just expired now. <laughs> just the second whilst I'm in the show. Yeah. And I've got to come up with a brand new password during the course of this next song we're about to play. That is really exciting. As, as, knowing that you you are working remotely from home and, and, and yeah. I'm stood here in the studio, can I urge caution in whatever you do? Because <laughs> should you bodge this password up, we lose you with two hours, 45 minutes of this show still to go. Well, that might turn out to be the good news bit that I was inferring, so let's just see what happens. Wow, sleeping into half is something to text the radio show about. There must have been pretty dark times there in terms of getting up early doors. That's 
Well done. You're still with us, which is good news. Yeah, kind of, though. Um, you know, my breaking good news earlier on was uh, I've managed to remember right at the 11th hour that I was about to be locked out of my work email account because yes. I hadn't been bothered to update the password. It turns out that screen where it says sign in now, I thought it meant, go on then, let's have a new password from you. Yeah. What it was saying was, actually, is you're locked out, mate. You've missed your chance. So I can't get into <laughs> any of the emails or anything for the rest of the show. So that's nice. Any emails that we get, do you want me to forward them on to you or would you rather plead ignorance? Just plead ignorance. Who needs all that kind of stuff? Do you know what I mean? Uh, this text says, My breaking good news. I've managed after almost five months to eventually get money back from a trip organised for four of us for my mum's 70th birthday last year. Happy Ooh. online shopping days to me now, says Claire in Glasgow. Absolutely amazing. And made me a winner, £36,000 as well. So if you've got that kind of luck going on today, got to have a go and make me a winner. We'll give you the details Definitely. on that in a minute. Triple rollover. Uh, Mel from Enfield says, breaking good news from me, the belligerent 16-year-old teen son and obnoxious attention-seeking 20-month-old boxer dog <laughs> have fallen asleep together on the sofa. Mum's off for a bath and a cup of tea. Can't wait. I love the fact that uh, this, this rare bit of silence, uh, she has chosen to have home time with her in the bath as well. He's having a cup of tea in the bath, though, which concerns me somewhat. <laughs> uh, Adrian, share with us uh, your breaking good news. Got rung by the doctor just uh, while I was having lunch and said, oh, do you want to come in for a COVID jab? So I started um, jumping all around the room and then about half an hour later, my mate rang me up who because I live on the Isle of Wight and said the festival's been moved as well so all in all wow. double, double whammy double whammy indeed and as someone who lives on the island uh, it's a huge thing for the Isle of Wight isn't it the Isle of Wight festival it's a brilliant uh, tourist thing for the whole uh, island isn't it because whenever we go over there on the ferry and everything go and work at the festival you always forget what a beautiful place it is oh yeah yeah I mean it really does boost the island's economy you know Hey, well, look, it's, it's a date that's gone straight into uh, the diaries of Bush and myself. Can I just mention one thing? Yeah. I've only ever missed three since they've started back up. So, um, you know, last year was a bit of a bummer for everyone. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, can't wait. Well, we can't, we can't wait. We, Bush and I are going to need some accommodation, actually, uh, Adrian, when it comes to it. You got uh, any kind of set up at yours? Uh, yeah, I could put you in the garden if you want. Well, I've got an old ramshackled um, caravan if you want to sleep in there, but I wouldn't recommend it. Well, you didn't see the accommodation we had last time, so we'll take that. That sounds fine. <laughs> well, if you want to tour around the island, I'll gladly give it to you. In, in the caravan? Probably in my work van if you want. <laughs> sounds sounds <Wow>. great. Just <laughs> more and more glamorous by the second, this, doesn't it? <laughs> Uh, so look, this is a radio show by the people, for the people, by the people. Uh, the best bit uh, about doing this, I'm sure Richard will agree, is getting to chat to you lot each day. We love yes. the stuff that you notice. Uh, we've had a voice note into the show from a listener called Rob off of a gorgeous uh, place called Swindon in the West Country. Uh, he spotted something that was right under our noses and we didn't even realise it. Have a listen to this. I need you on this, please. Look, you can get beef, chicken, pork in the form of bacon and ham, tuna, salmon and prawn sandwiches but you don't ever see lamb. Have you ever had a lamb sandwich? I'm thinking it could be amazing. Maybe it can be branded as a lambwich. Wow. There you go. Well, this is scandalous. When you think about it, right, we're going to call this the silence of the lamb because it's a massive cover-up. 
there's no such thing as a, a lamb butty. When was the last time you've been into... Imagine you're popping into your corner shop or whatever on your, on your work break back in the day when everyone was in offices and that. When have you ever seen a lamb sandwich on the shelves of Tesco? Do you know what I mean? I've just stood here deep in thought, right? So if you think about your Sunday roasts, think about your Sunday roasts. Chicken, you've got that covered in sandwich form. Turkey, if you yep. go in festive, you've got that covered in sandwich form. Beef, you've got that covered in sandwich form. If you're talking pork, that's got that covered in, in bacon and ham form in sandwich Spoiled form. For choice. Lamb, it's nowhere. It is unbelievable. And I think lamb sandwich lovers or lamb lovers are being shortchanged here. Algie's just tweeted the show now to say this is an outrage. I didn't realise I was outraged at. Give me some lamb sandwiches. I need a lamb sandwich. I think it's it's a strange one, this. I mean, you know, this this show sometimes, you know, people throw accusations at it saying it doesn't deal with the big issues. But I've got a feeling that the hometown audience are hearing this right now and they weren't aware that this was an issue. But much like the tweet you've just read out, everyone's now aware of it for the first time and they are outraged this is and, and I'm not overplaying this this is the sandwich filling equivalent of Area 51 <laughs> <laughs> so look I mean maybe you work in the lamb industry and you have answers to this I mean we we, we would take those wouldn't we well, we would do. Even I imagine we worry about people who say work in the sandwich making industry, and they're a whistleblower, and they might tell us the real reason, and they end up disappearing or something like that. We can offer FBI witness relocation for yes. anyone who's willing to come forward and cast some light on this huge mystery. Uh, Pete is coming straight back in with this. He says, "Of course, you can get a lamb sandwich in pita bread. It is called a kebab. I, I don't know about that, Bush. Uh, that's not a sandwich. It's not a sandwich. What we're talking about. Oh, we the scenario we're talking." here is you've nipped out on your lunch break uh, you know at one o'clock to go and get a quick signy and a packet of crisp and a can of lilt to sit at your computer for the rest of the afternoon there ain't no lamb sandwiches no. in there sunshine no that's for sure uh, just during that song a, a kind of a, a van people carrier with blacked out windows pulled up outside the house was outside for a few seconds I looked out the window and it screeched off as soon as I made eye contact with the person that's in wow. there we are uncovering the scandal at the heart of the UK sandwich market that I fear they don't want to talk about why aren't there any lamb sandwiches frightening I'm, I'm glancing over my shoulder now out into Golden Square Bush you got me worried got me worried don't uh, let them intimidate <laughs> do not let them intimidate you Richie Lisa what have you got to add to the debate we had lamb on Sunday mum cooked it and and um, the last time we had lamb, my husband moaned because I didn't bring him lamb, cold lamb home. And I said, well, you've had it a couple of years ago and it was vile lamb sandwich. So I said to him this week, do you want us to take the lamb home? Oh, no, it's all uh, It's just wrong. It's got like a film of fat on it when the lamb goes cold. It's weird, don't you? Because you do, you forgive a lot of sin, sins with all the other meats and that sometimes. They might not, you know, keep that well, etc. But I've yeah. just never seen a lamb sandwich out there. But you think no. it's down to its consistency when yeah. it reaches room temperature? Yeah, and when it cool, cools down, it's got like a film that it goes a bit fatty. <laughs> You're really uh, selling it here. Um, <laughs> uh, well, look, with all due respect to you and your husband and, and the mother-in-law, um, this is a good uh, opinion, but it would be really good to hear something from the pre-packed sandwich industry to, uh, to have this confirmed about the, the fatty film. Yeah, and if yeah, they even can if they're... Their mind, I'll be up for it. I'd have a lamb sandwich if they can do something different than a fatty, cold <laughs> lump of yeah. meat. Don't slag your husband off like that on the show. It's not fair. <laughs> um, let, let's get let's get them on. Let's get them silhouetted in front of some blinds like they do on the news or something like that, and let's get their side of the story. The people in the industry, yeah. 
Yeah, do that. Cheers, Lisa. Thank you very All much. Right. Thank Take you care. very much. Uh, Bush, this text could be a bit of a smoking gun. John in Suffolk says, Guys, I'm a pub owner. I've tried to put a lamb sandwich on the menu many times, especially on a Monday, trying to use up any leftover roast lamb from the Sunday. Every time, customers complain that their sandwiches taste of grass. Apparently it's, to do, <laughs> apparently it's to do with the digestion system of a lamb and that's why you never see lamb sandwiches on the shelf in a shop. That is unbelievable. What an incredible bit of intel that is. Uh, we've actually set up a hotline as well. You can get in touch if you'd like to say anything about this uh, topic. And we'll call it the lamb line. We've got Dave on the line right now. Dave, what would you like to report? Uh, basically, I used to have one in Ealing and it was fantastic and they served it with yoghurt mint and it was really good. <laughs> Okay, so you're you're phoning in essentially with an eyewitness report of a lamb, a historic lamb sandwich. <laughs> this is exactly right. Yeah, and it's uh, it was a roll. It wasn't just a sandwich, and it was really good. Uh, right, I'm going to play devil's advocate, um, which is uh, you know an old old term, but I, I I have to put this to you. It's interesting that the one that you had, it had to have yogurt and it had to have mint in it to make it doable. This is correct. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's true, but. It does work, and it is something that is out there. All right, and when was the last time you set eyes upon a lamb sandwich? The thing is, it was a little while ago, and sadly, that <laughs> Ealing, that shop in Ealing has now closed. Whether there or you not go. it's to do the, with the lamb The government have got I to them, mate. Know. That's what's happened. They're trying to cover it up. They've closed them down. It's the same van that pulled up outside your house. It is. It is. Same blokes. Okay. Dave, look, you've come forward to the show tonight, and we appreciate it. Just suggest that you go carefully the rest of the evening, all right? All right, thanks very much. Now, this is quite a moment. This is quite a moment. Uh, for the last 76 days, the Tuesday Tom Bowler has been absent from the home time show uh, because we were both uh, from bedrooms and uh, apart. It was just getting increasingly hard to spin it. Uh, but Bush, it's it's by Story my side. Story of your life, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's back by my side here in the studio, and it's it's an exciting moment. Do you know what this this for me, even though I'm not there to witness it physically, is the equivalent of getting that first train or bus back into work the other side of this nonsense being over. Do you know what I mean? Like a, a step back to normality. Well let's hope that that first train is a little bit more reliable than uh, this wooden tombola, which is definitely getting vintage. It's being spun. Sounds good though, she still sounds good. Right. Hatches at the top, so it's ready to open. To remind you, if you're new to this, there are 100 balls inside. They've got numbers on them, and each of those numbers uh, marries up to a topic uh, for us to all talk about on the final hour of the show. We don't know what's going to come out. It's all by chance. Because we e- each of the balls uh, polished more heavily than the top of producer Adam's head. <laughs> <laughs> right. For the first time in a long time, it's ball 52. Ball 52, 52. which relates to, it says here, pressed the wrong button. (laughs) Pressed the wrong button. So... If wow, you, that's 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 the topic. I mean, the the, the thing with the Tuesday Tombola is it's it's open to your interpretation. So if something's happened to you, if you've got a story that you think applies to the theme, I pressed the wrong button, then get in touch with us. 
I'll chuck my hand in the ring right now. My dad, when we were at my nana's uh, nurse-operated uh, secure unit flat in Liverpool uh, that she moved into, my dad was sat on the loo, saw a red button down the side of the bath. You know, like, is it, some, I don't know if girls do this, but fellas, after, you have to read something when you're on the loo. It's terrible not to read something. So he was just nosying around. Pressed the button because he thought it might be the bubble bath thing for the uh, bathtub. Actually set off the nurse alarm and she ended up getting a radio call from some guy, I don't know, two or three miles away. He was like the nurse on... Uh, on watch overnight my dad actually explained that he was her son-in-law and he was just pressing some buttons and it was quite embarrassing so he pressed the wrong number button that would be perfect for today's tombola uh, Graham in Upminster says a former colleague I was taking over from when they left was uh, I was going to be looking after her old clients instead of pressing forward on an email she pressed reply and said, good luck with this client. They're a bunch of annoying... And then she went on with another word that I'm not going to say. Wow. Uh, very much pressing the wrong button there, I would say. And if you'd have accidentally done that, it's a whole new Tuesday Tombola topic about what happens when you said a swear word, <laughs> when you shouldn't have done. Uh, we've got Maria on the line. Maria, what happened when you pressed the wrong button? Well, instead of turning my TENS machine off to get in the bath in early stages of labour... I turned it up to nine, electrocuted myself, broke my waters, and my labour went full on. <laughs> wow. Wow. On a, TENS machines are the weirdest things ever. If you've not seen one before, it's like this battery pack with two wires that go to electronic pads that give you little electric shocks. I ended up keeping our one from uh, the birth of our uh, two-year-old daughter, Thea, and I use it now on my, bo- on my back if I get lower back pain. <laughs> I've been scared of them ever since. <laughs> I bet you have. If, if it resulted in you getting electrocuted... So they, did they say to you that that, was, uh, that that is what sped up the whole thing? Yeah, because um, my daughter, who's now 18, was two weeks late. So I was taken in to be induced um, and nothing was happening. And I thought I'd go and have a nice bath in the like, swimming pool type bath in the hospital. So I just went to turn it off and I didn't. And then everything started happening. Wow. It gets things going, doesn't it? And this is I don't mean this in a bad way. I don't want to lower the tone or anything. I, mean, I can't have lowered the, lowered the tone any more than I have done so far this evening. But they do get things going, TENS machines. Now, think about it. Have you ever been on an abroad holiday when you've been out eating four or five nights on the trot and you get that panic where you can't go to the loo? Yeah. Do you think they would work for that kind of thing? Maybe. I've never tried it. <laughs> Before he comes up with another idea, Maria, I think this would be a good moment to tell you that you've got a Tesco Mobile Home Time face mask. Oh, thank you very much. Let's chat to someone right now. Mark, tell us your story. What happened? So, um, basically, my, this involves my two-year-old son, who's actually now 20 years old. Um, we went to a very well-known national jewellers to buy a very expensive watch as a little present for a lot of hard work that I've been doing recently. Mm-hmm. And um, we were sat there. They knew us quite well. We'd been in once or twice before. And my two-year-old son called Harry was sort of wandering around the shop while we were talking about buying the watch. Anyway, we went through the whole process, bought the watch, um, then wrapped it up, gave it to us in a really nice bag. And as we left with our son, um, we got about 100 yards down the road and we heard all these police sirens coming and basically um, looked around and didn't saw these three cars pull up outside the jewellers we'd just been in. And they piled through the door with their guns and everything out. And um, turns out he'd found the panic alarm and pushed it without anybody knowing. Oh, Oh my God. Curiosity got the better of him then, yeah? As a kid, that's just like, uh, you can't resist, can you? It's like catnip. Absolutely, but it's a silent alarm, you see, so nobody knew he'd pressed it. Wow. 
So, <laughs> what did what did you do? Did you walk further away, or did you go back and say, "I'm ever so sorry"? That was probably my son. Yeah, it's quite interesting actually, because actually we did actually walk further away and decided to go and have some lunch. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we discussed what we should really be doing next, and then we decided we should go back and confess. And but by that time, they'd already worked out what had happened. <laughs> and, Amazing! And it was Harry. Yeah. So there you go. Amazing, that's fantastic. Very deserving of the much sought after uh, Tesco Mobile Home Time Face Mask. Uh, uh, Mark, I've got to ask, what, what does Harry do now as his job? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, he, <laughs> he does actually quite an important job, which means he's had to sign the Official Secrets Act. <laughs> Whoa! Wow, so, okay. um, Yeah, so um, he basically mends fighter planes for a living. Wow, that's amazing. So it started with the button push of a high-security button and now he's fixing the planes that you have in these top-secret hangars, I guess. Yeah, obviously, with some other very dodgy buttons you mustn't press for obvious reasons. <laughs> Let's hope he's learned. <laughs> yeah. John in Essex says at my old work, Dave was repairing a shutter and pressed what he believed to be the emergency stop button for the shutter. It turned oh. out it was the emergency stop for the boiler. However, as this was a power station, long story short, the button is now labelled Dave's button and it cost the company we worked for about £50,000. Imagine doing such a calamitous mistake that it's known as your button in that actual company. What a thing. Uh, this text says, lads, I'm a nurse, and once whilst I was on the loo, the emergency bell went off. So in haste, I washed my hands and legged it up the corridor, but I hadn't pulled my scrubs up properly and ended up tripping up on them, and I went flying. Turned out there was no emergency. A member of the domestic staff pressed the button by mistake. I was mortified. And they add, nice to hear your producer giggling in the background again. <laughs> <laughs> he's not giggling now. No, he's not. Well, uh, thank you very much for downloading or streaming uh, this episode of the Home Time Podcast. Just before we let you go, uh, there's been a lot of uh, emails that have come in during the podcast, Bush, asking for your chair just one more time. It, if that's what the public want, well, here it goes. We're going to just tilt and recline on two, three. There, right at the bottom. Didn't hear much of the shaft yeah. that time. Stop going on about the shaft. <laughs>